Hey, super quick before we get into this week's episode. If you'd love a load of guides on how to generate more leads, how to chase sales, Canva graphics for your social media, Facebook ads, copy, and so much more for free, simply head over to thefitproportal.com forward slash free. Anyway, let's dive into this week's episode. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to this week's podcast. This week's podcast, we've got special guests. We've got Chris and Eric. Guys, welcome to this week's episode. How are things? David, what's going on, man? No, glad we're able to connect and, uh, you know, hopefully we add some value to your audience, but thanks for having us. And I was going to ask, man, have this your first time interviewing twins? Uh, yes, I think that is probably the one. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. Well, hopefully, normally, I'll tell you, it's a funny story because like we do a lot of podcasting together. So normally, if Chris and I are in the same room, like we have like a little system where we elbow each other, we kind of like knee each other, like to signal who's going to go next. But when we're like on Zoom, it keeps it kind of interesting. So we'll see what we could come up with. Oh, so I'll give you a tip there. I do another podcast with another guy when we want to talk. We usually just touch our ear quickly. Ah. <laughs> so if you ever, you, well, obviously I can't do it today because he's not on, but usually would you, would you see that you'll kind of notice that oh, the next person wants to say something. Yeah. That's a good I like tip. It. I like it. Cool. Okay. So. Reading over your biography, there's lots of stuff to cover, but I think we were going to talk a little bit more about limiting beliefs. So for, as you know, let's start, let's rather start for the people who don't know who you two are. Can you just give us a little bit of a history of kind of like how you got into the fitness industry and to where you are today? Yeah, sure. Absolutely, man. Uh, that's always a good place to start because I think we, you know, we, this, our story could really just like inspire like a lot of people that are going through the same thing. You know, life is full of adversity and we always get thrown curveballs. So for us, we, um, we lost our father, um, at age 17. So it was three nights before Christmas and, you know, our father, uh, he was actually a correctional officer at San Quentin state prison in California. So he was a prison guard. So, you know, he instilled a lot of discipline and just like a, a really sound work ethic on us. And he was a, a great role model, a great provider, everything. And, you know, obviously his life was taken, you know, at an early age. So uh, fast forward to back in 2003, you know, we were 17 years old. It was three nights before Christmas. We get a knock on the door from a, a highway patrol officer, like around three in the morning. And it probably, you know, that's not a good sign, you know, when you have someone coming to your door at that hour. So I felt like I was in a nightmare and just waking up and they had told us that my father passed away in a car accident. So he fell asleep behind the wheel and that was it. So I remember seeing my mom just like, you know, on the floor screaming and I didn't know what else to do. I thought like I was in a nightmare. And after that, three months later, my mom lost uh, her mom due to cancer. So it was like a ton of bricks hit my mom. And, you know, my mom just kind of just went through her own little like, you know, phase of like going through alcohol, drinking a lot of alcohol and uh, depending on antidepressant pills. So I feel like we lost a lot of our mother too, when we lost our father. So Chris and I, you know, we were just kind of like, we only had each other, you know, and we had our older brother and he was kind of you know, non-existent. He was grieving on his own. So Chris and I just went through a dark path from uh, the age 17 to about 24. We drank a lot. We got in trouble with like the law many times. We were just going through what we call hell. And then finally, what got us out of that was going to the gym. And our first mentor that we hired, Dr. Lay Norton, he inspired us to really just like take action, get into the gym, get more, get more just like, you know, educated with exercise, nutrition, everything. So we went on to get all our certifications 
And then we started our first business dynamic duo training back in 2010, did very well with that, helping people with online coaching all around the world. And then the last four years, we started our other business dynamic fit pros, where we help health and fitness coaches create more income impact influence independence. So that's kind of where we're at now. Anything to add, Chris? Or <laughs> that was quite. Yeah, he pretty much he pretty much has the story like packed down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That again, a, a incredibly tough time. I'm guessing, and it's been a remarkable journey to where you are. So, like, credit for that. Really, it's a not really sure what to say at those kind of moments. Okay, so no, it's it's good, man. For me, it's like I know people go through it. So if, even if one person just like gets some inspiration from it, that's a win. And I think too, like Dave, like where this can kind of lead to is like the limiting beliefs, right? Because, you know, for us, we played the victim role, you know, for a lot of, a lot of years, like, you know, why did this happen to us? Like poor us, like you took away like our father, you know, all those type of things. But, you know, as time went on, we started to realize that th this didn't happen to us. It happened for us, you know, and that's the thing was when you're in that victim mentality, you know, you think it happens to you only, you know, but it happened for us. And I truly believe that if he was still here, you know, I mean, I would still want him here, but it's like, I don't think we'd be doing the work we're doing right now and creating the impact we're impacting people with right now. I don't think so. You know, so, you know, if you reframe your mindset, if you're going through a tragedy or anything like that, it's, it's happened for you, not to you, you know? No, that's definitely a fair comment. Definitely. It's more like you say, you've got to live one day at a time, but you've also got to make that change yourself. And we probably say it to our gym clients as well. If you're not willing to actually make the change and do the stuff we're telling you to do, then nothing is going to change. So let's right. talk about limiting beliefs a little bit more for those maybe who are not maybe unaware of what that that the word or the the, the two words actually mean. What does it actually mean by limiting beliefs? Yeah, I mean, really, the first like the the big five that we kind of talk about too to our health and fitness coaches um, is really there's the first one is fear of getting started, fear of failure. The other one could be um, comparison syndrome. The other one could be imposter syndrome, or it can be like a scarce money mindset. And there's obviously other, you know, limiting beliefs and false belief patterns, but those are the five that really like are common, you know, especially with our health and fitness coaches, but really kind of, to, you know, sum those up in a nutshell, those are kind of the little voices that tell us we're not good enough, or, you know, we're comparing ourselves to people that are, you know, five or 10 years ahead, you know, or, you know, we fear like, you know, failure. So we want to hit the quit button or don't even get started right on our goals and our dreams. Right. So it's just really just like little things in our mind that are holding us back from our true God-given potential and going out there and serving other people. Hey, it's going to pause it there for literally two seconds. If you're loving this week's episode, please let us know in the comments below and don't forget to subscribe. The more people we can get subscribing, the bigger guests we can get and the more people we can help with the content being shared. Anyway, let's dive back into today's episode. No, that makes total sense. And like I say, the, the thought of seeing someone who's already five years ahead of you. Again, we did, we, I think, did a post, was it a podcast on this topic last week about trying to compare yourself to others who maybe their family gave them money to open the gym or they had yeah. wealthy friends who could invest in them. And you were like, oh, I never had that. That's not fair. And then not working towards achieving that yourself. Yeah. Another thing I would say too, to that too, is like some people that have that comparison syndrome, right? Let's just use the gym owner for an example, you know, like maybe that gym owner, like was at it for 10 years, maybe sleeping, like, you know, on the floor or something like that. And who knows what that person had to go through that 10 years to have the success. So for a new gym owner to come on like the scene and just expect for them to just get, you know, um, success in one year and not have to go through any of that stuff. It's a, it's almost a disrespect to that other person that spent a decade, like literally, grinding through, you know, trying to get to that other end. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking about that, then would you would you reckon that we need the grind of that ten year period or the one year period where someone's give you the money? You've not had to go through those hard lessons. Kind of which do you think we should go through? Yeah, I think you have to have that grind. To be honest, man, you know it's like you know you. I think that person that went through the grind if they ever have to get faced with adversity, because there will be a time in your, your business, whether you have like all the money in the world for like paid ads, or you have like these connections, but you don't have the experience under you, the reps and sets, the blood, the sweat, the tears. When that time comes, when business gets hard, you're going to get tested. And I, I would put my money on that person that went through the grind with 10 years, as opposed to the person that's one year in business that had all those things kind of handed to them. Yeah. And I think on that note too, like, like with a lot of like coaches and entrepreneurs, it's like, they just, they have a very, just like, fixed mindset when it comes to investing in themselves, number one, and just the money mindset, right? And if people just understood that you are your own greatest investment, that you have to put, you have to bet on yourself, you know, in order to sit there in advance and build new skill sets and level up in life, then, you know, they would sit there and invest in themselves more and they would sit there and be able to, you know, have thriving businesses. So for example, like, I know you've probably dealt with this, David, but you get a lot of people where they they always have like a cost mindset. They always say, well, what's the cost of the program? What's the cost? It's like, no, it's like, why can't it be? What is the investment of this program? Then they'll have a scarcity mindset, right? So why not reframe your mindset to have an abundance mindset instead of having a poverty mindset? Why not have a prosperous mindset? So I think if you have those things instilled and you really get a good grasp for that as like a coach and entrepreneur, it's like, man, you're already light years ahead from other people because your thinking is so much different. And then if your thinking's different, right, your being's going to be different. Your being is like, you know, your attitude, the way you approach things, and then your doing is going to be right. Those are the actions you're going to take. So, you know, right then and there, if you could get those things down, like, man, you're, you're golden. But it's scary to also think so a fit pro that's dedicated to their training has that mindset of I need to eat correctly, I need to train correctly, I need to sleep correctly. But then they've got the flip mindset of I shouldn't chase that lead just now because I've, I've got a little bit on or I'm not feeling confident in doing that or I'm, I, I'm not sure about Facebook ads because it just seems a bit complicated. So I'll leave that to later on. It's it's scary to think how our mind can be so positive in one thing yet so different to something else. Yeah. But 100%. a lot of that too, David, it's, it's a lack of urgency. And that's what a lot of people in, in business and life just, they lack is urgency. There's no timetable. There's no, their back is never against the wall. They think they have all the time in the world to start this business, do that. And I guess like for me and Chris, we have a different lens because we saw how fast, like, you know, someone get, could get taken like tomorrow is not promise. And that's why I tell people, like, if you woke up today, if you have blood in your veins, if you have uh, breath in your lungs, like you're winning, you won over all the people that did not wake up. So take advantage of that. So I just think it's a lack of urgency, man. Like people just think they got all the time in the world to do stuff. So if we, if we stick with limiting beliefs, then I'm guessing limiting beliefs changes at the stages you're at in your business. So if you're br a brand new fit, you just got qualified, your limiting beliefs might be around how do I reach out to people? Where do I advertise? Where do I find my first venue? But then somebody who's a seasoned pro and they've got two or three facilities, their limiting beliefs might be how do I scale to 10? How do, how do I get more confident in sacking or uh, taking on new staff members? What would you say to people who are just getting started with the kind of the limiting beliefs of starting a business? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. I would say to you, like, even as you advance, like an experience, I don't think the limiting beliefs ever go away because with us too, you know, we still deal with like comparison syndrome and a little bit of imposter syndrome, you know, like we don't have really the scarce money mindset like we used to or the fear of failure, fear of getting started, you know, so we've worked on that a lot. 
but um, I don't think they ever just kind of go away. You know, I think you just understand that this is a game and that you can basically control what you can control and the other things you can't control. You just have to just like be okay with that, you know? So with the living beliefs, I mean, that's why it's hard to say exactly somebody that's starting off. I mean, so many people are in different, like, you know, arenas with the living beliefs, man. So it all depends on just like, which one of those five they're really dealing with. And then I would literally kind of do a deep dive, you know, of like, you know, which one they need to really like work on the most, you know, because it will hold them back if they don't sit there and understand how to control that limiting belief or overcome it. Yeah. And I would say just for that, my, my perspective on that too, Chris is right. Like, you know, really identify which one that's really like, you know, anchoring you down, but this is what we teach in, in both of our programs for our coaches is it's the first section we talk about. It's getting your mind right. Because if your mind isn't right, your business isn't right. And you have to keep growing your mindset and expanding it and elevating your thinking. But every day you can control three things, David, like if people just understand that they can control their thoughts, their attitudes and their actions, like, like, come on, like you're in absolute hundred hundred percent in control. Those three, uh, three things. And there's really no ifs, ands, buts about it. So if you can control those three things, again, you're going to be ahead of the game and you're going to sit there and make more progress than other people. And then if you invest in yourself and put yourself around like-minded individuals that are thinking bigger, challenging themselves, it's like, shit, you're going to, you're going to level up and you're going to, you're going to grow. So I'm guessing a, a big belief then is going to be uh, I don't have time, especially for those people who are working 40, 50, 60 hour weeks where they're coaching and they're kind of working out themselves, but they're just not finding the time to work on their own business. What kind of things should they look at internally, maybe, or on the business itself that needs to change in order to allow them to scale? Yeah, that's that's a tough one, man, because like we, we have a lot of coaches in our program where they are working full time jobs and then they have families. So like I, I have to, you know, empathize with them and I have to give them a little grace because that is hard. But at the end of the day, it's like you have to just have that conversation with yourself. It's like, what am I willing to sacrifice? Like there's a cost to everything in life, no matter what. So that person has to have that that, that talk with themselves, with their significant other and just be like. This is what's going to have to suffer in the time being. Maybe it's our relationship. Maybe it's a little bit of time with kids. You know, maybe it's finances. Maybe it's traveling. Like you have to have that honest conversation with yourself and your and your uh, significant other because something's going to take a back seat while you sit there and work on this business and put that at the main, uh, main at the, at, as a priority. Yeah, I think too, like to add to that, you know, like what you said, you know, this can fall under like the mindset category. And that's probably the, the, the three biggest excuses you'll probably hear from like an entrepreneur, you know, is basically um, it can wait till tomorrow, which is basically, I don't have enough time. The second one can be, I don't have enough resources. Right. And the third one can be um, it's time resources. Uh, damn, I forgot the other one on there, but basically those are like two or three big excuses. Right. And if you, th this good, this is a good little practical tip, you know, that anybody's listening to this is we do this with our students. It's called a win the day worksheet. And mm -hmm. on that worksheet, you know, after they're done with the day and they got their tasks done, there's that three little boxes there with the top three excuses. And it's just an honest assessment. Did you make any of these three, you know, excuses on there? And it's like, if you did, then you didn't win the day. If you didn't, then you won the day. And if you can win five out of seven days and get that compound effect of those win, you're winning weekly, you know, monthly, quarterly, you know, all that stuff, then you're going to keep winning in your business, you know? Nice. Okay. So let's look at two more than uh, limiting beliefs. And we've, you've kind of 
kind of tapped on both of them so far. But let's talk about people around you. Now, I, I've just finished my last session of the day. I'm getting home and I've got a bunch of work. I need a couple of client check-ins, a couple of ads I need to check up, a couple of stuff. But my, a couple of mates are saying, let's go down to the park. Let's go down to the pub. Let's go down to the beach. How are we kind of pulling ourselves with a mindset or the beliefs of I need to go and hang out with them compared to I need to get my work done? Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of where you're going to have to learn how to say no, you know, mm -hmm. because that, that could be time, two solid hours of deep work into your business to move the needle forward, you know? And it's like, they're going to have that guilty feeling, you know, when they're, they're at the pub or they're just hanging out, just BSing or watching like, you know, a show or something like that. And they could have been doing some deep work in their business, whether that's building their brand, social media content, whether that's working on their sales process, their sales skills, working on their offer, you know? So it's not easy, but you know, that's the cost what Eric was talking about. That's the type of cost that you have to, to sacrifice is that time with your friends, even maybe some time with your family when you're just getting started. Doesn't mean it has to be forever, but it's going to be a season where you're going to have to pay the price for that. Yeah. But I also think it's just a, it's a level of awareness. A lot of people are, are just, they lack awareness, David, you that's know, they're true. not, a, they're not aware of like, you know, what the, what the goal is, what the mission is, their surroundings what needs to take a backseat. So if you have that awareness, you're going to understand too. It's like, I need to be more disciplined and more focused on getting shit done in the context of my business. Because again, that is my future. It's not about me. It's about helping and serving other people. And that's another thing is a lot of people, when they start businesses, they do it for, for a lot of selfish reasons. They don't understand that this business is not about them and it never will be. It's about helping and impacting and serving other people with their God-given talents. So I think it's all those things. It's a lack of awareness, discipline, and focus. So what about if we're in that situation where the, the network, the group, the community that you're in, they're actually dragging you down, whether that be your parents or family members or your best friend and stuff who are actually, they're, they're, we're not physically stopping you, but they're mentally draining you and pulling you away from doing this stuff. How do we have those yeah. difficult conversations? Yeah, that's what it is. Step one, have the difficult conversation and just create those boundaries and communication of, you know, mutual respect and, you know, if they're not on board, then you got to cut them off. Like it just happens. I think that as you level up in life, you're, you're going to, you know, you're not going to have those same friends, you know, some family members you're not even going to even talk to because people are secretly, you know, wanting you to lose like misery loves company. It's the truth. It's sad, but true, man. But it's like, you have to just like cut ties with people and you have to keep going forward. And one of our, um, at our church that we go to, our pastor talks about two things, right? Like in, in life, you, you have your family of origin and you have your family of choice. So family of origin, that's the family that we're brought into. Not much we can do about that, but we don't have to spend all of our time with that family of origin if we do not align with them and they do not align with us. So you could you could create your own family of choice, like like-minded individuals, entrepreneurs, people that you know have the same interests that actually instill positivity into you instead of negativity. So Again, it's just, uh, it's thinking differently, man. The biggest, the biggest challenge people will ever have in life is, is, is the way you think. And if you can't understand and change the way you think you are going to struggle massively in, in so many different areas of life. So it, it, was, it was just something that Chris mentioned a minute ago that maybe you, you go and watch a show on TV and just like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I can watch that show. And then you wake up in the morning and you're like feeling guilty that I should have actually done that work when I watched that show. And then the next the next day happens, you're like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. But you watch that show and you're feeling guilty. How do you kind of get out of that kind of spiral, that kind of circle of I'll do it tomorrow. You watch the show, feel guilty. You watch the show, you feel guilty. And how do you get out of it? 
I'll tell you how, man. It's uh, you basically need to join like some sort of mentorship program. That's what it is because what you're doing is you're paying, right? And you're you're making a mental commitment with that. So anybody that pays, they pay attention. The more people pay, the more they, they will pay attention. I truly believe that. And I've seen it like in business. So it's like, if they pay like and put skin in the game of like a mentorship program, right? Mm -hmm. Then they're going to literally know I paid money and I cannot sit here and waste my time bullshitting. You know what I mean? Because I paid good money. This is an investment. And I'm literally just wasting this opportunity with this mentorship program. So for me, I think that's the biggest way. Other than that, it's just like, you got to surround yourself with other people, man, that bring you up, you know, that are like-minded like that. I don't know how else like you can like really like deal with that stuff. Hey, just going to pause it there really quickly. If you know any guests that would love to feature or if you yourself would like to feature on one of these episodes, do let us know by reaching out or letting us know in the comments. Anyway, let's get back into the episode. I thought you were going to say cancel Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> you could do that too, but I'm sure we can find something on our phones, right? Go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, so but... let's talk about maybe the, the biggest issue, the one that, that stops us really growing the most, and that's going to be finances. So mm -hmm. like say, a lot of us jump into it and we, we oh, you're a friend, I'll give you a discounted rate, or I need to fill this class, I'll reduce that price of that. Yet we all know after we've paid the bills, maybe staff members and all that type of stuff, our take-home is less than everybody else i'm just like oh my god what are we gonna do how do we first of all find the confidence to increase prices and then believe in ourselves to be able to charge those prices i got something good for this yeah. so basically like something that really helped us out with this limiting belief to really change our mindset was back in 2017 we joined ty lopez's uh, one-year business builder this is when we were back in los angeles it costed us twenty five thousand dollars for that investment twenty five thousand dollars we were shitting bricks dave like literally, like we were calling like credit card companies trying to combine them. We're asking family members, hey, let us borrow three, four, five K. We'll pay you guys back. And we finally pulled it off. I don't know how we did it, but we pulled it off, man. And it was the best investment in that year because we were around people that were six figures, that were millionaires, that were the, the people he brought in to speak. We're at his mansion in Beverly Hills. Just think about that four times a year. You know, so it really rewired our brain of like what our worth is, right? And our standards as well, too, and what we invested in. So if we can invest $25,000 into this, then we can damn well charge a premium of like 5K or 10K for like our knowledge to be able to pass it on to people. So I tell my coaches, if you're having a, pri a price like kind of like issue where it's like you can't sell like an online health and fitness coaching program for at least $2,000, then it's because you yourself have that limiting belief that you don't believe in that your program's worth the $2,000. So you need to go off and probably spend at least $2,000 or $3,000 into something that you're going to be like, okay, now I can actually charge that price and break that limiting belief. Yeah, that's really good. And I think too, uh, like on top of that, we just, we just did self-education around money. Like, like listen to a lot of podcasts that talked about the psychology of money. Uh, read a couple books. There's a really good book by uh, Jen Sincero. It's called um, you're a badass at making money. Then there's the psychology of money. There's Wonderful a couple other ones. Yeah. But it's just, again, it's all about just reframing your, your thinking, right. And changing that because we're, we, we grew up in a household where, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. Like, you know, you have to work for your money, like rich people are greedy, you know? So it's all instilled at us and, and school systems don't teach us, you know? So you have to do the own, your own work and really just like, understand like, why do you have such a, such a like attachment to money, you know, like money comes and goes like we don't own, we don't own the money. We just manage it here on earth, you know? So it just, once you understand that, it's like, it's going to come and go. And if you, if, if you really have faith in yourself, then it's like, you're going to make that money back going forward some way, somehow. It was actually scary to hear what Chris had to say. Then it went back to what we've just been talking about. This whole episode was other people. 
Mm-hmm. And like you're saying there that other people are charging this amount and that's what you believe in. Yet if you put yourself in the place of other people who are charging way more, like you said, with the Ty Lopez stuff, then you suddenly believe that you can charge more. And it shows that if the circle or the network that you're in is at a specific level and you're, that might be why you're stuck and you can't grow from that level. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So to finish then, is there anything else you think maybe I should have asked around limiting beliefs that maybe should people should be working on, things that we should be focusing on doing right now to really change the game for helping us grow in our businesses? Yeah, I would just say, man, like just kind of like some closing thoughts on that. It's just that like you you really have to buy into like playing playing the long game in this. Like there's no shortcuts. Like I get it. There's there's all these like this fancy marketing, like social media, people like over-promising and under-delivering and saying, oh, I can make, I can help you get to a six-figure big business in three months. Like a lot of it's such bullshit, man. Like you just have to really just like, you know, understand that, that nothing great is going to come easy. Like you have to put in the work, like you have to just understand that there's going to be a compound effect. If you stack up wins every day, every week, every month, and every year, And if you're committed to this, again, you don't make it about yourself. You make it about other people. Like eventually by default, you're going to win and reach some form of success. Yeah. And I think just to piggyback on it, that was great. Um, Just with that, have more urgency. You know, like one of my uh, favorite quotes is Ben Franklin, where he says, most men die at age 25. We just don't bury them until they're 70. I think that goes for men and women, to be honest, man. And just because people just don't sit there and continue like, you know, seeking more skills and having more knowledge and, you know, taking a little bit more risk, you know, and experiences. And I think it costs them, you know, because of what Eric said, that they think that tomorrow's guaranteed or they can do it next year or they can do it five years later. And it, it's like, no, you can't. Like you need to do it today. And if you do, like you need to pay for for speed, right? For not the not the long cut, but the shortcut, but in a good way. You know what I mean? So let's just dive into one thing that you mentioned then, because we're mm-hmm. seeing lots and lots more people promise the earth. It's 5K for this program, 10K for that program, 20, 25K in your example for that program. And people are getting suckered in and then they're doing the program and not realizing that people are not delivering the results that they said. And then that again is then bashing them down and hitting their self, their limiting beliefs around mm-hmm. doing these programs. For people maybe who are wanting to do maybe your program or my program or anybody else, what type of things should they do before they commit and then be like strung up and drawn basically that they've they've made a bad decision? Yeah. Do your research, man. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. I would say, yeah, do your research. Make sure there's a lot of social proof and case studies. You know, that's a big thing because that, that can't lie. You know, uh, make sure that the brand's reputable, make sure that the, the people that are actually, you know, head of it, right. Um, that they have experience, like they, they have theories, right. They're actually taking action themselves. Um, that's, that's the biggest things I would say, you know, is just those things, you know, yeah, and I think too, man, something. Yeah. I think too, like nothing turns me off more than like when someone like says, Oh, I can't hop on like a 15 minute call with you or, or, you know, to put you at ease and just build a little rapport. Like if you want my, if you're going to be asking me for like five plus thousand dollars and you want me to invest in you and you can't hop on a call, you, you, you push me off to an assistant or something. And then that, then it's just, that's the biggest turnoff. So again, there's, you just got to look for red flags and trust your gut. Nice, nice guys. Appreciate your time today for people maybe who are watching or listening now, where potentially could they go and learn a little bit more about what it is you both do and maybe read some of the books that you've got behind you as well. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. thanks and th- thanks for having us, David. Really uh, enjoyed this conversation, but they could find these huge caterpillar eyebrows on Instagram <laughs> at Chris, at Chris and Eric Martinez, or uh, check out our podcasts. We have a lot of, uh, we have over 500, uh, po- 500 episodes. It's called the dynamic lifestyle podcast. 
or just go to uh, dynamicfitpros.com. We have a lot of good uh, info there and a lot of good testimonials and case studies. So yeah, it's those three places. Nice guys. I appreciate you coming on today. Hopefully we can get you on further down the line, learn a little bit more stuff and dive into some other aspects of what else that you teach to your clients as well. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much, David. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Okay. Hey, just want to say a big thank you for sticking around to the end of this week's episode. As a big thank you, head over to thefitproportal.com forward slash free and we'll give you a load of additional guides, social media, Facebook ads, email scripts, and so much more to really help you start generating leads, making more sales, and growing your fitness business. I'll see you all next time.